Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for downloading us once again. We've turned the key on the 2022 season. It's safely stashed in the Parc Ferme of WRC history. Our brand new champion, Keller Rovan Perez, kicking back on holiday with friends, playing with cars by all accounts, and clearly already planning his title defence. But there's still plenty of fuel in this Spin the Rally pod tank. More than enough to keep things ticking over until we hit the road in Monte Carlo next year, because this time we're looking ahead to the 2023 schedule on the panel for this episode, the man who's made my life very easy by drawing up today's running order, Dirtfish.com's deputy editor, Mr. Luke Barry. Hello, and that energy, Lisa, was fantastic. I'm really feeling up for <laughs> I'm it. I'm bringing it. I'm Enormous. bringing it today. That was brilliant. <laughs> it's actually quite disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got the man who's been there, made the notes, driven it. And then run the teams that went there, made the notes, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's former motorsport team boss, George Donaldson. Fantastic. Lisa, I feel like a superstar. If only, if only I'd yeah. done half the things you'd really said. <laughs> Sadly, I have. And last but least, last but not least, by any measure. I think you might, you might have been right first time, Lisa. Uh, it's my, it's my niece Rosie's favourite so long as he's remembered to post a parcel. Dirtfish.com's senior staff writer, Mr David Evans. Yeah, I definitely am not just staring at that parcel right That's now, fine. Lisa. Actually, it is It is very much on its way. Fantastic. Uh, sort of. But I, I, I've got to say, Stash I don't get... from Japan. Just to, just to fill the, the listeners in, uh, Lisa is, is a big fan. She keeps blaming her niece, but actually, <laughs> clearly not true. Uh, for these Japanese sweets, they're called milkies. Uh, mm-hmm. And it didn't work for me. Oh, did you try just them? Yeah. Did you try the really, salty ones? Really yeah, oh. that might have been uh, the, the issue. It's basically Just... condensed milk into a sweet mm. form. And yeah, they, they're very popular in my household yeah, no, and my sister's are. household. So um, you are and going to... And clearly very popular in Japan. You're going to be massively, massively popular as well. Anyway, Excellent. anyway, I don't know about anyone else, but 2022 has skipped by in a blur, which has been a bit of a relief at times. Uh, <laughs> Luke, I'm going to come to you first, though. How can we be talking about 2023 already? Can you do the honours... For those who have frankly been far too idle to look at where we will be going next year. I, I can. And I'm glad. Well, I'm not glad, actually. I'm scared he did that because I'm now referring to notes because in case I mess this up as to what the actual <laughs> order I've got is. it here, Luke, if you're so, stuck. Have you, George? Just, I've been doing the delaying tactic and I have got it in front of me. Um, but it's weird you, you, you say that, Lisa. It's weird because I agree that it does feel like this year has flown by. But actually, when we think about it, to be seven, eight weeks away from round one and only now knowing the calendar is quite bizarre, but we don't want to go into all of that side of stuff. There is an article on Dirtfish if you want to sort of learn about, shall we say, the, the delays and a little bit of sort of procedural stuff that maybe caused a delay. But next year, we are starting with Monte Carlo, then the trip to Sweden before Mexico returns. Then we have Croatia, Portugal, Sardinia and Safari. So similar to this year, I almost said last year, but we're not out of 2022 yet. Then we have Estonia, <laughs> Finland, Acropolis, the return of Chile, Central European Rally, which is quite an exciting one. We will have more on that later. And Rally Japan to end the season. We've got a proper world championship. We do. It's we- always a proper world championship, oh. Lisa. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Apart from, well, we had sort of missing Australasia a little bit and I guess the Middle East a little bit. And Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, but as, as close as we've come for a long time, would that be fair to say, David? It's great to have uh, the Americas back. We've missed Mexico. Yeah, great to have the Americas. And absolutely. And yeah, no, it is fair to say, Lisa. And I think, you know, for me, if we, 
we can only call it a genuine world championship when we do have Australia or New Zealand yeah. um, in there as well. But yeah, no, it's good. It's a, it's it's an interesting schedule, isn't it? There's, like you say, it's, it's fantastic. Mexico March isn't March without Mexico. Um, so great to see them back. Uh, and from what we hear, there's there's some new stages coming. Um, and Mexico, it doesn't really need anything it doesn't, new. Does you know, it, David? Can, it's no. incredible. It does not need no, new stages. They're already fabulous. A stage called Chocolate, yeah. and it's 50Ks <laughs> long if you want it. I mean, it's tremendous. Yeah. No, that, that, that's it, always, it that's been the tinkering that I didn't like, is the fact they shortened some of the stages. Well, they, they shortened some, and then they absolutely lengthened one uh, that George and I actually drove. The, I think it was called Guanajuatito. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 80-kilometre the stage, uh, which, I mean, it took us donkey's years. <laughs> was it, it, was it 80, was it 80 kilometres, was it? It was 50 miles. Yeah, you and I we drove did. it in a hire car through an afternoon. Yeah. And did you find and, somewhere and to then, stop for coffee on the way? That's no, usually not, George's finding somewhere not, nice not to... Not in the stage at all, serious. I was reading notes half the no. time to David. I, mean, I was just sitting there, <laughs> sitting there, sitting there driving. Was it, were you driving or was I driving? I can't remember, David. I think we shared we shared yeah. the driving uh, when you got tired of me driving, yeah. uh, which yeah. was I think was within the first 10 k. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Um, but and then of course we then went to we went to the end of that stage uh, when it was run on the Sunday morning yeah. and disappointingly absolutely nothing happened. Yeah. Um, but Absolutely. at least the big thing with, with with Mexico is they give it a go. You know Gilles Spitalier and Patrick Superville, two of the most dedicated rally men, rally people uh, in the world. And uh, you look at the the innovation that they you know they've taken. The Guanajuato start, which is now the benchmark for a ceremonial start, mm. it is absolutely mind blowing to be mm-hmm. in the middle of that thing. Yeah, when when that wasn't enough, they decided to run down the road into Mexico City um, and and use the what was it? It's called the Zacato. Zacato is I, it their I central piazza? I didn't know that year. So, ah, oh, I mean, just outrageous to to try these kind of things even to think of these things um and it's a a separate podcast that of its own to talk about the the effort that went into that but suffice to say that even down to getting the the rubber that was left from the cars in the middle of that central piazza in mexico city had to be scrubbed overnight they had to jet wash by the time daylight broke the following morning this should be no sign that the rally had ever been there. It was, you know, it was a phenomenal effort. And then to have, of course, on the way back up the road, there was that road accident which stopped the transporters bringing the cars back up to uh, to the service park. So it, it cost them Friday morning, which was really harsh. You know, yeah. all I'm trying to say is they are great innovators. It's fantastic to have them back. Uh, and also to have Chile back. I, I just just it, jumping in on Mexico there very quickly as well. The other thing that I loved about that, it wasn't just about the cars. They used the rally to put in various medical programs as well. So people who weren't yeah. involved in the rally were benefiting from doctors going out to places and and, mm-hmm. and uh, an immunisation program, I think, was, was brought in as well. It was There was so many forward-thinking ideas that Mexico's brought in that it is, it's just brilliant to have them back on the calendar. Yeah, it was, it was upgrading roads, roads that were basically just footpaths mm. that you could you could ride a motorbike down it with difficulty and they were converted into roads for the rally but they, they could then service many villages. No, not just talking one or two isolated spots. That happened in Mexico the, the first years that it happened. They, they, they connected up dozens and dozens of villages that you could now drive to they could get a bus service going to it you could get to the doctor etc etc so it was just better all around it's nice it's nice that we've done that it is it's it's a great event and and chile is is it's fabulous as well it does raise the, the big question which side of the andes do you want to sit do you want to go to chile do you want to go to argentina personally i'm a traditionalist uh and i would be back in in Villa Carlos Paz, in the blink of an eye, uh, El Condor, Mina Clavero, <laughs> Santa Rosa, these places are, you know, they're magical, absolutely mm. magical. They're part of our tap, the rich tapestry think, that is WRC. I think you've got that wrong, David. I think we should be we should be kicking off the championship in Argentina and then we'll, we'll do all mm. the other stuff and then we'll go back in, in the mid-year, we'll go back to Argentina for the second round in Argentina. And, and then we'll have a third one. We'll finish up there at the end of the year. It's in have summer. We, it's have perfect. we had enough Chile to actually decide whether or not it's worthy of a well, place no, in the no, calendar? A big year for Chile next year. They've got the Pan American Games at the end of the year as well, and the Pan American Para Games as well. So it's, it's I'm, a, I'm a an, good good year for sporting I, spotlight. I hasten to add, uh, uh, 
Lisa, that I'm in, I'm in no way dissing Chile, which I've never been to, but it looked like it was a good rally. It was a good forest, yeah. nice, smooth, difficult rally that that was fun to watch. Actually, it was quite fun to watch. I think it was superb to drive. It was. It was a great. It was a great event. Mm. Absolutely, the conception, the the place that we were based out of, um, was a little bit shabby chic, should we say? That I think it's probably fair to say. That sums uh, rallying up. It, it, it certainly does. So it's perfect so are, far um, on your shabby than chic. Perfect so far in your um, analysis. Tell us more. And and like you say, George, you know, nice roads, um, but not. The issue for me with that was that it was they weren't a distinctive challenge. You go to Mexico, you know you're in Mexico. Um, this is a little bit the issue that we need events coming into the championship. You go to Argentina, you know full well. You know you almost only have to look at the sky. You know that that beautiful big blue sky that you get in a um, on a crisp spring morning in in Argentina. Oh, you couldn't yeah. really be anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and there was there wasn't really something that you took Chile. In, in fairness, the start, you know, the ceremonial start was amazing in um, in Chile as well. It wasn't quite Mexico, but it was it was a really fine effort. Um, but that's that. It's my issue. You, we have to give these events time, Absolutely. to find their feet and to find their place in the championship. But there's there's no doubt we had room for one South American round. Um, and this this one, the one thing that we have to be very accepting of is that that slots on the calendar are are determined by market forces and supply and demand. And and I think it's probably fair to say that Chile found more money um, and was able to to get that slot. Yeah, Luke, you uh, you put that on my notes. Chile over Argentina, right call. You put a question mark, but I'm putting an exclamation mark. You did. I know it made it sound like that was my (laughs) massive enthusiasm for Chile, which (laughs) I have to say, actually, over the last sort of... Hospital pass. (laughs) After the... After, that's the wrong word I'm using. You've completely thrown me off there, Lisa. Over the last five years, I think Chile, was it 2019 it ran? I think it was, is genuinely, and I don't know how this is the case, but it's one of the only events I haven't really followed in depth in that time so i have to say i don't actually know that much about the rally i saw various highlights and i read various things about it but i don't really have a proper feel for it but i think it to be honest i am actually quite glad to see it on the calendar because it did the way it was civil unrest to start with and there was various things that meant mm. it just mm. wasn't viable for the next few years covid obviously being another key reason there so it's nice to see the organizing team get a second chance but i think it is a shame for them that they're sort of up against, as it were, Argentina, an event that is just so brilliant and so fantastic and so unique. And as I say, and this might offend some people, I'm not sure, but it's not like it's a, like a Portugal and a Sardinia scenario where the rallies are they're different, but they're kind of similar. I could personally take a leave Sardinia and you replace that with Argentina and you're bang on in there. Obviously, that's not how it works. It's not as simple as just doing one rally in, one rally out. But I think hopefully the points that I'm making is clear in that it's... Chile deserves its place and it's great to see it, but it is just a shame that we don't actually get to go back to to Argentina, which, again, hasn't been on the calendar since 2019 either. Hey, I've got an idea, Luke. I'm sure, sorry for, for jumping into an editorial meeting live on air, <laughs> uh, but do how it. about we do... Why don't we do... Uh, every, get everybody to contribute and do their their favourite 14-round calendar. So any any event that has been on the WRC calendar since 1973 Ooh. it can be revived and it can be brought back uh, and you've got 14 14 calendar slots spaced nicely throughout the year uh discuss okay, right so we do that existing, we do that we, we, we fix the slots next week so it's it's what time of year comes into it as well so yep. you you can't just say I'll take Japan at any oh, time of year. You've got to pick a slot, and that's the only one you can put it. So you've got to check. Like you've got to check yep. the freight like schedule. You've got to yep. check the freight schedules and make sure it's all credible and works. <laughs> we have to go all the way. Oh, this that's is gonna, what this the council gonna be, do. This I thought they just sat around like us. Well, you can see absolutely looking at the looking at the the calendar. So we've got Rally Chile on the twenty eighth of September, and then Rally Japan uh, seven weeks later, six weeks later. Mm. Uh, so, which is a boat ride yeah, from it's d- across it's a the dead easy Pacific, boat. So you, you, you know why Argentina is not in it because it, it, they would struggle with that. Although that said, that but, said, you can just drive over the hill. It's uh, it, are you talking the about the Andes? Yeah, there? yeah, at the end of September, but that's at the end of winter. You're <laughs> into springtime in the southern hemisphere. I don't know what the roads like, so that's that's maybe an issue there. 
but that that would be part of the reason why chili was chosen. I'll, I, I can tell you right now that will be part of the reason why it was chosen because it fitted. But would you not have put? I mean, this I know I'm being very simplistic here, George. But would you not have put Mexico and Chile close together? Because then, I mean, that's that's on the sort of yep. the the left hand side of the world, yep. isn't so it? You're going, so you're going, you go from latitude. You go that's from the word you're looking for, Me isn't it? Mexico all the mm. way, all the way round the Cape of Good Hope uh, and up to East Africa, and and then you go all the way back yeah, and, and round the Cape of Good Hope and come all the way back to go to, to, to Chile. Yeah, so it, it's... It, well, so yeah, that's what you do. And then and then you nip over to Japan. Um, so it, it See, would, I, I, it, I would definitely... You, you would want to work it a different way. You would want to go... You'd want yeah. to probably start with Kenya at Easter time in Rally Mexico's date. Oh. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do Why that? Why wouldn't you do that? Because yeah. you're getting the weather. Easter, getting, Easter weekend. Easter weekend yeah. or thereabouts. And then, then you've just got one one round to go to Chile. And then you would go up to Mexico and from Mexico across to Japan. That's the shortest. Right. Although you See, could, we, we, we have sidestepped not... here. I'm stopping Sorry, you both because this yeah. is the podcast on, just, we're going to. If I could just say, <laughs> least, just, oh yeah, that's true. But if I could just say, I think... You know, really, basically, all we need to say here to, to Robert Reed and his mates at the FIA is just get George and I on yeah. the case. We'll have the calendar seat. What's don't, that, five David, minutes? Don't, We've got don't the logistics even go done. There. Sorry, Lisa, pull us back and get us out of this mire. Save us from ourselves. If, if you think David or George is making perfect sense, get in touch at Dirtfish Rally. Uh, you can get ahead of us. Tell us what 14 rounds you'd put on the calendar in that lovely spreading them across the year. But you do have to take into account all the logistics that George knows about and the rest of us pretend that we know about. Um, David, Central Lisa. Europe Rally. Is this a little Tri-Nations action we've got coming up? What What, what is, is this? What is this? It's So basically we we heard rumblings of this. Um, probably middle of last year. In fact, it's it's something that's been discussed going back quite a few years. And when Germany first went out of WRC, people looked at, at borders and and particularly in the Czech Republic, there was always an ambition and a desire. These countries potentially couldn't sustain a WRC round on their own. Although that was something that was talked about a while ago. I absolutely believe Czech Republic could hold a fantastic WRC and you know you've got the likes of Croatia and Estonia in there so there's no reason why not um but what they've done is they've gone right to the bottom south east corner of Germany to Passau right on the border with Austria and very close to the border with with Czech Republic uh and late September early October we will do Three days, one day in Czech Republic. The first Friday is Czech Republic, Saturday in Austria, Sunday in Germany. Um, service Park is based in Germany. This event starts outside the Prague uh, Castle. And then there's a super special on the Thursday night in the central Prague. And then obviously out, as I say, through through the, I think they're called Dreistad. Essentially three state, three stayed um, rally kind of country so you basically go from prague southwest towards the border i can't remember the name of the place that that rally is based uh but it's i mean just typically fantastic czech roads down there across the border into austria for roads that i think have been used on the Jana rally so around freestad uh and then sunday i don't know much about the the german stages um at all but it's it's great it's amazing so from what we can understand germany couldn't sustain financially its own WRC round. Um, and Austria and Czech Republic also wanted to be in on the action. So they've joined forces and they've, they've made this this tri-nation event, which is the first. It's groundbreaking for the FAA. Obviously, we've done we've been across borders before. We've done that in Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, in Norway, Sweden, various other places. Monte Carlo. Um, Monte Carlo. Yeah, Monty, absolutely, George. But we've never done it with no, three. No, and, and not, not uh, like this. So, not for a... And, it, you know, it's great. It's real innovation. And my only concern, uh, and it's a question that um, I forgot to ask in the press conference this morning, is is a concern over, over the number of fans. Uh, one thing we do, they mentioned that tickets for the event will be less than 100 euros, which is fantastic, um, as long as it's a lot less than 100 euros. 
Mm. Um, but we know in that part of the world, anybody that's been to Barham uh, Rallies Lynn, they, there are so many fans um, down there. Rally, Rally Germany always going to Panzerplatter on a Saturday. It was absolutely flooded with people. It, it will be a concern um, bringing in so many fans and actually liaising between three different governing bodies, three different police authorities. Um, the overarching organizational capability is, is based out of Munich uh, and it's, it's ADAC, so it's, it's the German um, governing body. So wow. it, there are going to be huge challenges for them. Uh, but good on them for trying it. And real forward thinking from the promoter and, and from everybody that essentially this year we've got, an, you know, not just a 13-round a calendar, but essentially we've got a 16-round calendar because with that so many countries we've got in. Is that a 13? No, 15. I don't know sorry. if I'm actually speaking out turn here because I've never said this before in my life, but maybe we could take a leaf out of football's book. See, it's, that's ne- those words have never come out of my mouth before. <laughs> um, but but this may be a great opportunity for fan parks okay. and you know actually yeah. uh, campsites and, and you know just. This is what they're talking yeah. about in 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 Czech. Lisa, Lisa so, you've just you, sorry, David, to interrupt. But Lisa, you've just you've just brought football comparison into rally, and it was lovely knowing you. It, it felt <laughs> really weird <laughs> in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> lovely, my mouth yeah, feels never, dirty now. I'll never. Obviously, you're 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 now <laughs> gone from us. <laughs> it's finished but they, 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 they're, they're already already on this um, and, and talking to um, to the organiser from, from Czech Republic this morning the very charming fellow whose name I wrote down uh, Jan Stovacek oh, yes uh, he, he was great and he said it'll be a week long celebration essentially in Prague they won't just land into the super special on, on Thursday night in the ceremonial start they'll build it up through the week with with Cart races and all sorts of stuff going on in in the centre of the so, city. I mean, and obviously it'll be, multi- it'll be multiple amazing. service parks, then, David. No, 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 no. One service park in Passau, P A W S A U, a town, a city on the river Danube. Um, that's where the service park will be. So Friday, Saturday will be just at remote tire zones, George. Pa- pa- you know, otherwise, it would mean yeah. Okay, I can see Passau there. Yeah. Otherwise, it would mean massive kind of regulatory changes. Yeah, I mean, pra- um, Prague, I mean, just the thing is that that's, that's kind of whetted my appetite anyway, because Prague is a party city. Prague has people mm-hmm. waiting to party, flying mm-hmm. there to party. And if you stick some rally action in there as well, I mean, it's going to be the place to be, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. Czech Republic is is massive. You know, one thing that obviously we 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 have our sister website ewrc-results.com based out of Czech Republic and and I've been over there a, a little bit with with Thomas the guy who who owns and and works on ewrc it's amazing there are rally fans everywhere as i said you know you go to rallies lynn it's huge absolutely huge so it it will be massive i do fear that it could be a victim of its own success it will need policing uh, heavily, but they know this. You know, they're used to in Czech Republic. They are used to vast crowds of people going and watching rallies, so they'll know how to work it. Um, it's and it's amazing. You know, the the Austrian fellow whose name I've also written down, uh, uh, seamless Professor Doctor Harold Hertz. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he he was saying that obviously they're they're running end of October, early November. Uh, which is great because the, the weather can do anything. It's an October Down fest as well. It might well be, Lise. Yes. Oh. Yeah, see, very well planned. Yeah, what's not to love about Central European mm, rats? Well, right uh, in my diary out, now. Out of, out of interest, as, as a slightly oblique comment to this, I, I, I just uh, flew over there, right, right, well, just right down the edge of Passau in the helicopter as we crossed it from, from Germany Ooh. into Austria when, when I... When I did that helicopter delivery flight um, last month in October, and, and yeah. it, it was uh, as I was flying down. Chris and I both very heavily involved in rallying. Were commenting, it looks like fantastic roads down there. Just, just amazing opportunities for rally. Just in that particular area. How prescient of you! <laughs> Unbelievable, and I didn't even know about this. And then, and and then I was back to navigating and staying clear of staying clear of all sorts of traffic zones and putting in the right frequencies. But that's the point at which we thought. God, it would be lovely to rally around here. Wonder what they do. And 
and and it will. It will be yeah. fantastic. A year later, it, only a year later, the dream will come true. No, don't, that that makes the it depressing. one downside to this. <laughs> the 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 one downside to this obviously is that Central European Rally has brought Austria, Czech Republic, and Germany into the championship, but it has come at the cost of Spain. Um, but again, if you're bringing three countries in, yeah, something has to give. Um, but you'd you'd have to feel sorry for Spain. You know they did. They did nothing wrong. No. Uh, they they had a, a good, a solid event. If anything, uh, I'd say the fact that it was all tarmac again it did make it quite processional from time to time. Not always. It needs to be. Uh, there were some I don't great... know why they don't just go two days gravel, one day asphalt, David. Yeah, you know, well, exactly. It, but it's, a, it's a lovely you know, event. You certainly it's couldn't, a lovely event. You couldn't fault their infrastructure. No, the everything box, about that. The organisers are just amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. The Spanish organisers are just uh, standard setters, I feel. Yeah, and they are, you know, mm. they're committed to coming back in, in 2024. Good. So w- this is what we need. We need a hugely healthy fight for calendar slots. Absolutely. It's, what, it's what's going to drive us on. And there are many, many other countries standing in the, in the periphery right now ready to, uh, to come in. Superb. That's very Japan interesting. Japan came back. This year, we finally got Japan back, yeah. and um, yeah. so jealous, so jealous yeah. of, of Japan nurse. It yeah. is going to be the finale again next year. So yeah, Japan. Discuss, Luke. What What do you want to contribute? You're very quiet, Luke. I'm I'm always very quiet. We, I, we talk over you. No, I, I just love listening to David and George. They always I get too absorbed in what happens, and you can you can <laughs> yeah, have, right. you can have that on Whichever your argument we're having, David. You can have that on your tombstone whenever that day comes that I wanted to listen to. You. If if that is that. Well, that's something to look forward yeah, to, isn't it, Luke? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Contradict myself massively there. There we go. Um, yeah, to be honest, the, 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 reason I, the reason I put this into the plan for this podcast was a little bit lazy in my end, I will be honest, because we did have a slight editorial plan to do a bit of a discussion about Japan, but then I thought maybe we do it on the podcast instead and double up and use the podcast as a bit of promo. So completely... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm giving you behind-the-scenes look at my thought process there. But yeah, it's an interesting one. Nice. I think for for David and, and Colin and our videographer, Elliot, all the guys from our end that were there, I think Japan was a great event. I think it's fantastic that the WRC was there. For us, at home, it wasn't really the most entertaining of spectacles this yeah. year. But I guess there are a couple of mitigating factors that are very fair mitigating factors in that the championships, both of them, were already decided. So that naturally makes it a little bit less interesting. But then again, I don't. this will be promised one of the few times I mentioned Formula 1 on a rally podcast. I know that offends a lot of people. But oh, the, and football. I, the, I, other football and the other F word. I know. It's Let's watch some football. <laughs> but Brazilian Grand Prix this year, I sat and watched that on my Sunday afternoon, and that was one of the best races of the year. And there were no chapters up for grabs there. So you can have a good sporting spectacle without there being a bigger picture on the line, shall we say. Um, what was missing from Japan, I'm not actually quite sure. I think maybe the stages were almost too technical. Like there was just, you sat and watched an onboard. I didn't feel absorbed. Like I didn't feel like I was on the edge of my seat watching it. And the time of day probably didn't help for the European Whereas, um, again, I don't have the figures to hand and I don't know if they are available for people like you and I to, to speculate. I, I'm assuming that most of the people that watch WRC Plus are in Europe. So for us, it's not so ideal to... You don't... If I, was, if I wasn't working, put it this way, I wouldn't have stayed up during the night to watch it. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did, did, what did you watch well, for, it, Lisa, for, for, or George? For, for, for me, um, the... I did. Te- technically, technically the, the coverage was poor um, by, the, by normal WRC standards, to my, not, to my mind. There was very little trackside footage. Okay, because it's so tight and twisty, maybe that's very difficult. Uh, the in-car footage was unwatchable a lot of the time and it's, it put me off going back to it because it kept breaking up. Hey, you know, we know the technical difficulties and, and you know, it, it was wet and and that all affects, you know, when you've got wet foliage, it affects the signal. Okay, we, we get that. Um, it, it's difficult to do. But technically, it wasn't an enjoyable watch as it normally is. And to that end, and, and at the end of the day, I couldn't even get all the all the footage downloaded that I wanted at the end. They didn't bother to upload it. It's like they just went, they gave up and went home. 
So I was disappointed in my WRC Plus footage um, to the point that I was actually getting a bit narked and I thought, I'm not going to pay for this next year, but I will. There was a lot of, there was a lot of talk online as well was about there? that. Right, OK. Yeah. I, I never look at that, but it's interesting that I, I wasn't just being paranoid and annoyed myself. It was very disappointing. They need to do better. And also, once again, there once again, some of the cars have different perspectives than other cars. They they are capable of making it look really, really boring if they get it wrong. So, guys, you know, you've got to get that right. Do not make my sport look boring because I will I will come out of my shell, you know, because I'm normally very staid and don't really want to criticise much or upset anyone. But for that one, you make my sport look boring, you've made an enemy. I, I, I can only agree with all of that. Mm. It, absolutely and and you know this there's been some sort of period of reflection and and in some ways i kind of regret some of the stuff that i've written um really absolutely going to town and praising japan i love japan i absolutely love the country love the people everything um and i think that colored some of my opinion um and somebody it was somebody that i'd written a piece on on dirtfish.com and somebody commented that i'd said that Japan fully deserves a round of WRC. On the back of what we saw last last month or earlier this month, whenever it was, I'm not sure. And and this person said, you know, just because you drive past a bunch of Japanese people waving flags, it's all lovely, it's all beautiful. But actually, there were some serious, serious issues with that rally. There really were. It was not, to my mind, I don't think it was of a WRC standard. You cannot have cars driving on the stage. Absolutely. Um, you cannot have Danny Sordo's car burning uh, the, the way that it that it did. And that's, you know, the fact that the car caught fire was, of course, it wasn't the organizer's fault. Not at all. But there's there's talk that it took more than three minutes for the uh, for the SOS signal to reach rally control. We know that that's delayed because there was no helicopter flying because of the nature of the terrain, all of that stuff. It raised serious questions um, about about the some of the processes we have in the championship. It 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 yeah, it was it, it was fantastic to be back there. It was amazing to see all of those fans, but there there are big big questions that have to be answered uh, in time for next year. And there was talk a lot of talk in the service park. It needs a yellow card. It, that's how bad it was mm. and we shouldn't shy away from that nope. um and these 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 things have to be figured out it and it needs a holistic approach from you know the FIA absolutely has to get involved the promoter with its with its uh, with its WRC task force the promoter's doing its bit um to help these events but we the, the sport needs to do more we need Japan we do need Japan. We absolutely to to have this based out of Toyota City was fantastic, and to have the presence of probably the world's the automotive world's most important man, Akio Toyota, there for the entirety of the event was tremendous. Um, there were so many positives, and it makes so much sense commercially and from a sporting perspective to go there. But we can't go there at all costs. Um, we we can't, particularly when there are so many other events as we've already discussed in this in this podcast that are sitting on the sidelines ready to come in with very very well i think that's events. the point you you made earlier david and i don't know if it was intentional or not but with having all this healthy competition the, the hope is that all the other organizers that have places have to up their game you cannot now rest on your laurels with yeah. a rally anymore because there's somebody else somewhere else in another equally appealing part of the world that's going to take your place so I guess that that's that's the beauty of it. I I agree 100% with everything you said, and it's actually very hard to to think of something to say off the back of it because it's 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 harrowing in a way, and it's it's very true that there were several safety issues. And my planned debate here was to be more on the sporting positioning of it, but it, you're absolutely right to to highlight the the problems that that were there because as you say, it it just didn't feel like it was. There they were things that shouldn't be happening at any rally, really, and so for them to being happening mm. at the and the world championship just wasn't great. No, it wasn't. And and then, but you know, on a on a more sort of fundamental and prosaic level, the the choice of stages. I can't remember which was it Saturday or Sunday morning. It was just dull. You know, it was just first gear, second gear, back to first gear, first gear, first gear. 
it, the corners were being taken at sort of 30 and 40 mile an hour. Sebastian Ogier said it right. It, the stages were super technical, but ultimately Ogier said, you know, we're rally drivers for a reason. And that reason is we like to drive fast. Uh, and there wasn't enough of that. Mm-hmm. There were some quick sections and some some interesting places, but far too much of it was just tight and twisty. And talking to people out there, um, I asked that question. Um, and in a very sort of Japanese way, nobody wanted to chuck under anybody under the bus. But a couple of people said to me privately that, look, we'd, we'd found some really quick stages and, and they were too quick. Uh, the, the FAA, the promoter, they weren't keen on these really fast stages. Maybe we need to find somewhere in the middle. Um, it's, yeah. The, it, ultimately, in terms of a, a sporting contest, I'm not sure that that tarmac rallies always work. Uh, we said it before, you know, in terms of Spain. Spain's been quite a, a dull event uh, at times. Go back 20 years, and David Richards, when he was the, the, the promoter of WRC, he actually wanted to get rid of... Yeah, okay, would have kept classics like Corsica and stuff, but he wanted a predominantly gravel rally, uh, gravel championship, sorry, because stuff happens on gravel. You know, when you've got dry tarmac, you've got absolutely zero um, tyre choice discussion going on. Everybody's on the same tyre. Everybody's taking the same speed through the corner because it's the the grip is very tyre limited uh, or tyre dictated. Um, And it's the only time things get a bit sporty is when it rains look what happened on sunday it was amazing you know when when you get a wet tarmac rally it can be as good as anything uh but you can't rely on the rain and the weather to spice something you up. know what's really sad is i so sorry george i just i have this debate a lot with people and i feel like i die on the hill of saying that i prefer tarmac rallying to gravel and everybody acts like I'm the Antichrist, particularly coming from this country where we've had <laughs> rally gb for years in forests and the sad thing is, David, I can't actually argue with your point there. It's it you. I think you are fundamentally correct, yep. which is quite quite sad for me. I'm gonna have to crawl into a little box a little bit because um, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. No, but I think I think Luke, you know, the difference in the UK is that tarmac rallying over here is quite different. You look at the ones that we've grown up on. It's Ulster, it's Manx, it's these. Inevitably, the weather does at some point on a Manx. It does stick a bit of a spoke in the wheels. You go to Ulster, or you go to the, you know, wind back the years and go to Circuit of Ireland. You know, you've got an enormous amount of of cow shit on the road. You've got everything on those <laughs> lanes. Uh, um, yeah, that that you really didn't have. Okay, we had some some leaves dropping and some slippery leaves uh, in Japan, but tarmac rallying over here is is vastly different from 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 what it is over there. And and I would agree with you. You know, I love tarmac rallying in the UK, um, but Having stood and, and watched Sebastian Loeb dominate so many um, Rally Catalunyas, it, it can be a little bit processional. Uh, and I think for me, I've always, always, always preferred gravel running just because it's a sense of adventure that it's not, you know, I, back in the day when I'd first passed my driving test, I used to try and figure out where they were relaying the roads where they just put the chippings down so I could then go and drive my dad's car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, gravel rash. On those, yeah, rash. exactly. And um, and it's one of the reasons that I absolutely love going to places like Finland and Estonia because you get to drive on gravel roads. We don't in the UK. Um, it, it just doesn't happen for us. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big question. Uh, and Japan, as I say, for me, Japan needs to, needs to find some answers because... We need Japan in the championship 100%. Uh, but, yeah, we needs to be right. OK, David, moving on to the next point that we have here, seeing as we are with you, do we need Saudi Arabia in the championship? We definitely need the Middle East. And from what we can understand, Saudi Arabia puts a very, very good uh, proposition together. The From what we've seen of the route, uh, I know the FAA and the, the WRC promoter have been in Jeddah and had a good look round. It, it's amazing. Uh, the one thing that they have... Uh, obviously, is bringing back this massive sense of adventure. They've they've run Dakar out yes, of Saudi please. Arabia. Extremely yes, there. That's why I'm saying, David. Um, and and there's a whole bunch of different things that some of the the, the pictures that I've seen um, that we will share on Dirtfish.com pictures of the roads. You would you would say actually this is going back to to Rally de France in Alsace. It's in the mountains. It's absolutely the last place on earth you'd think it was Saudi. And this is the point. It's 
it's taking the sport to to this country to showcase the different um essentially the, the, the tourism aspect of saudi now none of us are blind here you know we all know there are there are questions to be answered um about saudi but the one thing lisa i would say is i went to extremely to the first race in alula uh was it last year i can't remember the years have all blended into one a little bit um but i went there determined to write a piece about sport washing and why why on earth would extreme e go to saudi arabia um and the sort of juxtaposition all of that provided um and i got there and i met the most incredible bunch of people the the local people of alulia uh, and all around saudi just this bunch of motorsport absolute fans um and they they were just over the moon that they'd got something that they could hold up and say was their own <laughs> ridiculously and not ridiculously because it's part of their sustainability policy but local fans were not allowed to go uh, to the extreme e-race but it's the same i've spoken to many colleagues who are on dakar and it's the same these people just are desperate for motorsport to come to their to their region and to their area and that for me is is one of the big draws is there's a whole bunch of fans in Saudi and across the Middle East, who have been underserved for a decade, we we need to go back there. Uh, it's the World Championship; they deserve um, a, a round of the championship. That region deserves a round of the championship as much as as anywhere else. And this is my point at the top of the pod: that yes, it's a World Championship, but it isn't. It absolutely isn't because once again we're missing Australia, New Zealand, and we can't keep ignoring the Middle East. It's it's had a. a a Middle East Rally Championship for donkey's years. Okay, it's not always the most competitive, but they are rally fans in the region. They are rally fans out there, and we and we should go back. I I sense Lisa down the airwaves that you you want to to, to talk. I I, I um, remain to be convinced because I have found rallying very inclusive, and as a mm. woman until recently, I wouldn't wouldn't have been able to really take part or necessarily do my job particularly well in Saudi Arabia. Jordan provided a brilliant example of, of what can be accomplished in the Middle East, a great rally, which yeah, it's a shame that's been off the table for quite so so many years. But I, I remain to be convinced. I think that's perhaps perhaps where we need to do it. And um, sometimes it's easy to make change from inside the tent rather than outside the tent. So um, I think, you know, the one thing I would say is, you know, you, you, you can hold up somebody like Daniel Akil and say, there you are, you know, a, a Saudi lady who is a Saudi woman who is competing in, in Dakar. Let's get Dania on, on the pod um, and, and talk to her, talk to these people um, and get their view. Um, but for me, I, I don't know too much about Saudi yet, about the, the rally in the region. I, I love, absolutely love going to new events. It was an adventure going to, to, the, to the new event in, in around Nagoya and, and Toyota City in Japan. It was a massive adventure in 19 when we went to Chile for the first time. You know, take me to new places and I'm totally sold. Um, and I will report back to you, Lise, uh, if and when we, we get out. We hear there's a candidate event coming for Saudi. Fantastic. Um, soon. So, so yeah, let's let's see what um, what it's like. I mean, in general, in general, we need to just see more women stepping forward into the sport yeah. as well. So um, it's happening 100%. very slowly, but uh, across the world, but more women need to be stepping up. Um, we, we are kind of ticking, the time is ticking by. So I'm going to move us on to uh, to you, Luke, because you can talk to us about Renault Rally 3. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a gear change, isn't it, from from the calendar? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a project we know has been under development for quite a while, but Today, as we record this, which is Monday, so that'll be yesterday, if you listen to this on the day that the podcast came out. I could have just said on Monday there, to be simpler. <laughs> that was way too complex. <laughs> <laughs> on Monday, we had the confirmation from, from Renault that the car has basically finished its entire development phase. So that's it, essentially going to be relatively untouched, bar a few dino tweaks until april 2023 but the best thing here is that renault has done this because as great as the ford fiesta rally 3 is and it is great and i think it's proved that in the last couple of years particularly 2022 with some of the stage times that drivers have managed to post in the car it's not it has essentially been a one make championship for an entire fia category which just isn't isn't good enough so to have 
another manufacturer yeah. in there like Renault will be from next year. I think will be brilliant. M Sport will love it because they'll have somebody to benchmark themselves up against and compete with. You might not love it so much if they get trounced, but I don't see that happening. I think it should be, as it has been with all the FIA classes, we've seen that across the entire board, that with the way the regulations are, it's very hard to get a, a massive advantage over somebody else. So I suspect it should be good mm. competition. Um, I think the, the coil looks and sounds fantastic from the videos we've seen in testing. And I'm just curious to see now who who will order one. Because we know Renault, they're, they're a customer team now in rallying. They don't have any sort of official works presence. So the first event, and I, I couldn't get that out of them when I, I spoke to the, the guys on Monday. Um, I was going to say today, but I'll, I'll stick with Monday. <laughs> they, w- they wouldn't tell me and they probably in fairness don't actually know because it'll be a customer of, of their cho- either of their choice or the, or the first one that got the order and that will do a rally but as I say I think it is just great to see a new rally car be developed it's it's always exciting we've yeah. seen the same hype with the Skoda Rally 2 now we've got a Renault Rally 3 and I, and I think what it will do is if there are any sort of sceptics as it were of, of Rally 3 I think they'll slowly be turned around but till if you get the chance to drive one of just how important this class is oh did, did we quite there did we lose somebody there no i think i, I think, think we lost luke i'm you just stopped on a really good point yeah i think so i think <laughs> i stopped so who's, who's gonna get to go and I drive didn't it. anyone else up did i, <laughs> I just sort obviously, of stopped it. obviously obviously i'm very keen to drive your your new renault um look and i would love to do a comparison between the two that would be a fun thing to do uh, i mean i'd love to drive the the fiesta r2 r3 sorry when it came out and i saw it uh i i and it's especially in safari last year when i saw it firsthand i thought what a fantastic car it's just absolutely brilliant and it completely and absolutely um fulfilled my expectations and hopes for it well, I hope Renault does exactly the same, and I, I would love to have a wee spin in them just to see how much fun they are. The idea of driving something that is effectively a miniature world rally car, obviously a lot less power, but but that that smaller amount of power coupled with all that traction, and and we did talk about it at the time, David. I said that that can be a giant killer in certain circumstances, and it has proved to be oh, the yeah. case. It's just wonderful, absolutely yeah. wonderful. It it is, and the the power, yeah. the the hike in power that yeah. they got with the with the change in, in regs at the start yeah. of this season, it just yeah. it it is a fantastic package. And I, you know, I you said there, Luke, anybody that could have an issue with Rally Three, I don't know anybody that could. No. Uh, they are tremendous no. cars, and they're not the cheapest, um, but you know they they look to be a sort of cost effective so. uh, solution, yeah. uh, and just you know that it's the modern day N four. You, you go you go to a snowy a snowy Monty. A really properly yeah. snowy, slushy, sleety, and you know where it's coming down and it's it's hard, and then it melts and it goes hard again. You know, that's the sort of place where a car like that, you you, you know, the Jack the Giant Killer comes out, doesn't he, or Jill the Giant Killer, yeah, whoever it happens to be, yes. and and what a great opportunity for a for a young, up and coming driver to, you know, a, a you know lead the class, uh, you know, and, and b. Uh, just just get exceptional performance and a way to get noticed you know yeah. you don't you don't, no, you don't need to have a famous dad's name you just need to actually produce the times and you know get out there guys anybody anybody listening that has aspirations to drive i would recommend r3 in the highest profile events you can do and i would only recommend the only place you're really going to get noticed properly is wrc pick your event carefully get out there and impress what we're going to okay, say guys and girls mm. are we done i think we've we've managed to tick the boxes of everything on the excellent running order i do love it when uh, i'm given a running order thank you luke thank you david for the many times you've done it as well is there anything we need to Pleasure. add i will add I at this point don't deprive your ears like and subscribe to get spin the rally pod delivered to your magic playback machine check us out at on social media at dirtfish rally and remember we are going to put a podcast together, but we want to know what events you would put in the 14 slots for our fantasy championship, WRC. Dirtfish does WRC's calendar. Um, I think that might be a nice little Christmas one. We could do that with a glass of port in our hands, perhaps. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. At, Absolutely. And just, uh, just on, that, on, that, on that note as well, Lise, uh, while the season might be winding down a little bit, uh, we're absolutely not winding down here at Dirtfish. We have got... 
some sensational podcast ideas coming your way. One of which was was discussed uh, by George. George, just give us a, a quick insight. And I've, I have, yeah, just yeah, thirty seconds before David runs 30, away. Thirty seconds, very quickly. Uh, basically, I, I, I wanted to discuss the the the, the workings of a team. Uh, through a difficult year, and Hyundai specifically. Now, I have no specific insights into Hyundai, but I can tell you how a team works. And if if regular listeners remember at the beginning of the year, I said I thought that they could pull they could pull the they could pull themselves out of the fire and get some good results this year. David and and um, and Colin, who are out on point, they didn't feel that was the case. They had different view to me. They had different insights. I didn't have those insights. But in fact, Hyundai have had more wins this year than any other year. I think they pulled the, the fat out of the fire, really. I think they actually did an amazing job. And I want to just have a good run through that and discuss how they might have done it and and where the rewards are, where, where the skill is in making that happen and how it could have possibly happened. That's why we pay you the big money, it's, George. That's uh, what we have you right. on the podcast for. I, and I do get paid the big money. As everyone's got it's to huge. understand that. It's massive. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the bullion truck to make the delivery in, in the next few days. Don't tell. Now uh, you've told you. people I'm paid billions. For goodness <laughs> sakes. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be great. And there is, there's a heap of stuff as well coming on, on dirtfish.com on the website. And, of course, our brilliant videos. Keep watching them. Um, I, do feel, so I feel a little bit awkward blowing our own trumpet saying no. they are brilliant but I, actually they are they are uh, good they're, they're take pride in your work man <laughs> absolutely so no it's it's all good uh and yeah come and come and join us for some dirtfish fever yeah you may hear us but there's uh, there's some very talented people behind the scenes as well and that's who we're praising um we have to say the content that is on the yep. dirtfish.com website is excellent all round and for those lucky people who get to go to dirtfish in seattle you can do it in a car as well oh do you know what's really annoying Absolutely. about that i keep getting the black friday deals for going out and driving <laughs> around it's just like oh. i get those too yeah oh, I just can't it is get it there. is it yet. is the, the, it is the biggest adventure playground in the world for anyone that loves rally cars. Uh, and it is Luke, George, David, well we, we'll do it in 2023. We'll have a podcast weekend away oh, in Seattle. Yeah, David will sort fun. that out for there us. There you go, there you are. Yeah. Well Leave done, it David. To me. Well Fabulous. done, David. <laughs> Luke, George, well done. Thank Lisa. you very much, everyone. Thank you Luke, very much, Lisa. David, Luke, you've now got a new name. You're now called, you're now called Bialzi Bob. Uh, because you, you, you like tarmac rallies. You said you were the devil, and, and yes, you are. Thanks, George.